This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We're going to be here for the next hour talking to you about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard and garden. Good morning, guys. Morning, fellas. How are we? Good morning. I'm well. I am Good. well also. Good morning. Good. It was a nice moon this morning, huh, Dave? Yes, It was there different was. than last week, wasn't it? Well, yeah. I think it was. Not only was it larger this morning, or is it larger this morning? No, I guess it's the same size. There was... Fuller this morning, but it's there. It's actually there. It's actually there. So I and not don't a figment think, of your imagination. I think my sister will not text me and tell me that there was not a moon this morning, and then I won't talk to my mom two or three times during the week to remind me. My mom called me last night to tell me the moon was going to be full tomorrow. It was gorgeous driving in. Oh, it is beautiful. It was a beautiful day. It's a little, a little chilly out. It was chilly. It was uh, forty-three on my way. That's what clothing is for. Well, that's what I was wearing. Okay, There's good. no bad weather, only bad clothing weather equipment. choices. Right. No bad weather, only bad equipment. If you don't have the proper equipment. Well, you know, I got a friend that lives in Cody, Wyoming, and yeah, it's bad weather. Yeah. <laughs> it's What's it's the- freaking, it was freaking cold back there. Well, oh. te- Texas was cold, too. That's what I hear. Yeah. The, that's what we're seeing now, too, how that has come it's coming. Come around, it has come around to uh, catch us here in California. And now. we thought we were just going to bask in the warm glow of the sun and not have to worry about it. Yeah, that's not turning out that no. way. So uh, we have uh, marauding bands of uh, cash-carrying nurserymen yeah, coming te- through the Texans, state yeah. trying to buy trying our to buy, plants. Trying the li- to the limited supply that material. we have available here, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Oh, you know, interesting. Speaking of the moon, I was at a I was at a seminar one time, and I can't even remember what it was about. But the person that was conducting it said, "How many phases of the moon are there?" And people were writing down, you know, there's four, and there's eight, or whatever. And she said, "There's twenty eight, because there's the, the cycle, lunar cycle. The, the lunar cycle right. is twenty eight days. So every day, the moon is a little bit different until you get to day twenty eight. I would agree with that. And yes. I guess you could break it down by the second but, minute if you want to. Yeah. But I, 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 thought that was a, I thought that was an interesting perspective because the the, the, the great answer, school the charts. An, the answers were just uh, just across the border, but nobody picked 28. So anyway, a little bit of trivia. Like just to let you all know out there that, Jennifer, if you need to call and correct something for me, I don't have my phone. I left it in the car, so I'm not going to get the information. So I'll have to. I'll do, you have need, to do you need a lot of correcting? Is that something well, that happens you, weekly? You, yeah. <laughs> weekly. <laughs> how many? How many phases in correction of David are there in a in a daily cycle? Many. I would say. 
If you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you. Uh, did, did anybody hear, because I don't have my phone to look up the weather, they were still kind of we're, trying to we're figure out. any rain, though, right? Okay. Well, that's what they – some models, two models say wet solutions and two models say dry solutions, and they haven't come into agreement yet. I just heard it was going to be – I heard uh, – I thought I heard last night on the news, mid-60s today into the 70s tomorrow. It should be a beautiful weekend. They're talking about Tuesday, Wednesday, I right. think, is when it might Potential happen. for some rain on yeah. Tuesday. I, I'd look it up, but I can't. That's all right. Okay. Now you can go to, sorry. Please we continue. Move, on? Move, move along, Douglas. Move along. Move along. Um, the, there was a discussion that came up, I guess it was yesterday. At least that's where I wrote the information down on what the difference between catnip and cat mint is. <laughs> and, and, and interestingly, you, we had this conversation maybe about, what, 18 months ago? Something like that. And, and we yeah. actually talked about it on the radio. Yeah. And then yesterday, none of us could and remember the difference between well, it. Yes, but there was one little part about that that has been left out of this discussion so far. What's that? I took the phone call. <laughs> I asked George <laughs> what the difference was, and he said to me, you should have listened to the radio. It was discussed on the radio. And I said, yes, but I never listened to us. And so I asked him for the answer, and he didn't know it and, either. And he should have listened to the radio as yes, well. But, but, but that implied... said, I do. Yeah. So, so there, is, there is a difference, obviously. They both attract bees. They both attract hummingbirds. I'm, I'm sorry, bees and butterflies, not hummingbirds. Both easy to grow. But the uh, catnip uh, has whiter flowers. It looks more weedish. Looks more like a weed, something that you don't want in the garden. As where the cat mint is neater and makes a better, you know, shrub yeah, landscape, uh, flower, yeah, plant, landscape plant. Do either of them and, have anything to do with cats? And the cat mint has a, more of a lavender flower. Yeah, cats are more attracted to cat cat nip. Cat nip, right? Than they're cat mint. More likely to be attracted to cat nip rather than cat mint. Well, thank you, George. And if you would have just set that aside, so because it'll come up again in about yes. eighteen months, and I'll try yes. to remember it. Okay. It is true, though, how that happens. You talk about it, talk about it, and then I don't, it's gone. Yeah. I, I just Sucks. talked about that. I, 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 yeah, I remember, I remember printing it out, and Ken and I were talking about it in, yeah. in the front of the store, and we chatted about it, we talked about it on the radio, and I had zero recollection re- yeah. of anything it's, about it. No, I know. Now, if we were texting, I'd send you a smirk emoji, but just let me give you that smirk emoji. It looks almost the same. Okay, thank you. <laughs> you had a... You had an interesting pest come in yesterday that I hadn't seen before. I'm here. I can hear you. No. <laughs> um, which one? Because I, I had the, a couple yesterday. The that leaf the hopper. Ba- the, yeah, the, leaf, oh. the berry. Yeah, that, that was on a on a Marion berry. Yeah, and uh, it was covered with these tiny what? Anytime I hear the Marian word Marion Barry, yeah. I smile. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> I it, usually look at Mark and smile, but I just smile. Okay. Right. It, 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 many of the leaves had it. They were very small, and we put under the microscope, and, and I didn't I, – at first I thought it was a thrip, and David and I were talking. I said, I don't think it's a thrip, and after looking, I go, no, nah, you're right. It's, it's not a thrip. So did a bunch of research, and there is a – Blackberry, raspberry, rose, leaf hopper, and that looked. It appeared to be the larva. The you know one of the younger, not the larva, that one of the in, 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 one in of the stars. immature stages. Yeah, one of the immature stages of it, and it, it was covered. I mean, leaves had yeah, ten, twelve on each leaf. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd never seen that before. Nor have I. A, a sharp jet of water. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that'll work because they they weren't adhering to it. They were you know meandering around. You know, speaking of a sharp jet of water, I did a yard doctor on. Wednesday, I believe it was, and the lady had citrus 
in her backyard, and I was sure I was going to find lots of bugs. She was a transplant from the Bay Area, and there were almost no bugs on the foliage of her citrus trees. That's old, unusual. mature. Yes. And I asked her if she sprayed them. She goes, well, anytime I see a bug, I go out with the hose and I spray it with a strong jet of water. And I guess if you're good about it, it keeps the plants clean. There was almost no scale. I did eventually find a little bit of scale, but it took a lot of effort. But almost nothing pest-wise on the plants, which that's impressive. I guess if I were to do that, it would work. But... I would do it once and say, hell, yeah, I did it. But every time she found bugs, she would go out and spray, and it kept the trees clean. That's interesting because I can, I could see it, obviously, with, with aphids and possibly white fly. Um, but scale, that would surprise me. That, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. But if you get to it regularly, you'll get it in the crawler stage. You'll blow it off well, before it gets to the— you, you, get it, you get it in the, yeah. in the crawler, and they'll, they'll disappear. And they disappear. The leaves were clean. It was a, they were, the trees were beautiful. I, I was pleasantly surprised, and yeah, it's usually, a good good way to do it naturally. Usually when people come in with citrus, I mean, they'll have insects on scale or whatever. And I typically, my standard line is everybody in San Diego that has a citrus tree has has these bugs on them at one right. point or another. She even had a Meyer lemon on it with, Meyer, with uh, mature Meyer lemons and with not a no. single speck of scale on the fruit. That's well, just crazy. I don't have any scale on my. I picked a bunch the other day. On, well, on, you saw the ones I brought in yeah, yeah. for the— But, you know, when I, when I teach the organic insect control class, I use water as one of the first pesticides because, you know, a pesticide as, as defined is something that controls. And so I, I say use a jet stream of water. But like Ken said, I didn't think it would be that effective on scale. It, but it's useful uh, on everything else. It, I it was, works well. I was yeah. surprised. And it, it they were great. No dust, no dirt, no bugs. Yep. Well, I, was, I had a customer come in yesterday who brought in, uh, he obviously had a pond because he brought in uh, lily pads. It, it <laughs> must be just starting to come out because it was only about three inches in diameter. But it was completely covered, covered with, with aphids. I love that. Yeah, and, the, yeah. we've and had he, that at the nursery too. And he wanted to know what he could spray on it that wouldn't so hurt his just fish. Dunk them. Water? So, yeah, just, <laughs> just water. Hose just, the, just wash them just off. Dunk hose them yeah, into the water. I was going to say, yeah, I think the, the fish, fish would want to eat it. Yeah, they yeah. Will. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but it would, I, I couldn't believe how many aphids were it's, on it. it yeah, it, I've it, seen that. It was it was just literally covered. covered. Yeah. 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 Which is wild. Yeah, you don't, we, I don't, we don't see that too often, but yeah, that's, I've seen that in the past. Yeah. It's, yeah, it doesn't come up very often. It yeah. doesn't come up very often, but when it comes up, it's usually pretty bad. I have not seen that. I have to pay a little closer attention when I'm looking at the water plants. And I don't know that I've seen it so much on the mature ones, but this one, this one was obviously yeah, new, a, a new, growth. New, new growth just starting to come out. They should water lilies should be starting to yeah, I guess come it in should be breaking soon. here. Yeah, it's true. Do. No, like, that's a good <laughs> reminder. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was noticing in my garden yesterday. You know, it's nice having a little bit of extra light at the end of the day. Get home and you can still see things in the yard. It's kind I of can't because nice. I'm blinded because I have to drive west. Uh, you shouldn't drive west. <laughs> Although for the limited portion of my westerly drive on the eight east by the gross or eight west at the Grossmont Summit, it's awful. I can imagine it's right there. Yeah. Um, but the first onions. Remember those stressed onions that I kept in six packs and let dry on the side of the house so that I would have. 
onions. Uh, short day sweet onion starts. And you did that on purpose, right? I you said I'm going to do. I'm going to put these to the side. I want to have starts. Yeah. Oh, so I planted those first, and they are way ahead of the sweet onion starts that we got in. But they're starting to bloom. I saw bloom spikes coming up. And aren't, am I not supposed to harvest when they bloom? Isn't that going to hollow out what's there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but you'll have seeds. And you can plant them again. The seeds are it's yeah, very pretty. I'll, bees love that, by the way, when that opens up. Should I let some of them go I, to I typically seed? let one or two just for the bees. Okay. But I, that's also because I'm lazy. So Earlier in the week, I noticed I had one bloom spike today or yesterday. Several. It's a little Yeah, there's more. But I guess I should start harvesting. But the ones that the, – the bunches of the sweet onions that we got in January are – I don't know. They're – I think I planted them a month behind, and they look the, the foliage is smaller, but they're all developing really well. It's amazing how well things will do if you treat them according to their needs. And yeah. People too, I think sometimes, but definitely plants. Absolutely, yeah. amend the soil, water them regularly, and feed them. I thought onions were durable. You just throw them in and treat them like a drought tolerant. But I guess if something's all water and you give it no water, it's not going to do well. Is there that the is things correct. you can learn? Yeah. If only I'd listen to you guys. <laughs> but we know I don't listen to what's happening on the radio. Exactly. Yeah, talking about spring vegetables, it's it's getting to be that time. And the selection of stuff that we're getting in is we've got pretty much everything at this point. I was <laughs> shocked. Not, well, that we can get. Let, the, yes, what's available. and That's going to be the problem. That is the problem. We, we've made extra space, and we're putting it all out, everything that we get our hands on. And what is the – do we have it all, George? No. We just don't have what people are looking for. We don't have what people are looking. We have we have a ton of stuff out there. Well, and, and I got my early girls, so I'm not accept. I'm not buying that. What it's- surprised me was we we have okra, and and I was talking to a customer, and they asked me if we had okra, and I said I don't think we we don't get that usually till a little bit later because it's a very warm season crop. And I walk past the table, and there's a bunch of okra. That was and, tough to find last year. Yeah, but it's it, we're February probably, and we have it. It probably will be tough to find this yeah, year that's, too. So get your seeds. Will be probably as it goes. Well, Right we now did we get, them. and we have been warned by two of our suppliers now, seed suppliers who had plenty of stuff this year, that there are going to be shortages. Now, we have stocked up because of that, so there is plenty now. But if you know what you want or what you are going to want to plant from seed this year, yeah. I'd get them sooner rather than later because I, I think we will have those same shortages again. and. We were alluding to the fact that Texas got wiped out and they had nothing left. And the nursery people of Texas are shopping California with, with suitcase, cash. suitcases of cash looking for inventory. And our inventory supply is already stressed and strained. And we've had tough times getting things. And it's only going to get worse. It is. We'll talk more about that. We're going to take a quick break. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number you're listening to Garden Talk on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. 
Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same. But it's all right now. Learn my lesson well. You see, you can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself. And we're back People with more garden talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, 888 344 1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you. We were to be, uh, before the break, we were talking about uh, spring vegetable gardening. And now, and if you're gonna if you're gonna plant from seed, do it now. Go in and well, select, select, select the now. Seed, or at least get, now. get your seed now because yeah. we I, we got wiped out last year. I took home three six packs of of vegetables this week. I got two six packs of strawberries that are still sitting on a shelf in the sun. But I did remember even this morning to water them before I left, and one six pack of early girl tomatoes. And I'm going to take the early girl tomatoes and put them into pots. Because my mom's going to want one, my neighbor's going to want one, I'm going to want one or two, and I know if I put them in the ground now, that we're going to have that cool, wet week that's going to yeah destroy them, or at least make them unhappy. We'll put the hot hat on them. Yeah, I have I have those. Well, I, I saw that. I saw one <laughs> in the sitting, garage. I, I the saw shelf. one sitting on your desk at work. So. It's not going to do much good there. That's exactly the problem. I will not deploy, and I do have some frost cloth that would have been useful over the potatoes two weeks ago. That one area where they got wiped out, they're starting to come back, but they're not as happy as the ones that did not get. Ours have been uh, starting to get damaged by snails and slugs. They're hitting them pretty heavily, so I just put out some more snail bait the other day. What would you put out? Sluggo. I have some of that in my garden, I, and I have the container because it's plastic. It's all weather. It's down there where I can. Oh, then you're fine. They'll, yes. they'll see it. Yes. They'll stay away. <laughs> stay away. <laughs> um, strawberry. We've got a ton of strawberries in right now. Well, Yeah, that's another uh, thing that's we, another ran, one that we ran out of last year. So. so we have, what, a week or two supply in the back to keep it coming because it's going to disappear. Um, the same thing is happening. It's, it's nice to have all the new gardeners. And, you know, these are not all our regular customers that are buying all this stuff up. We've had a lot of people that are starting to get back into gardening, which that, that's interesting it heartens that. me. Because there have been a number of folks that I've helped uh, assisted out in the yard, and a, a great many say, oh, this is my first time here. This is a really nice nursery yard. This is a nice garden. It must be fun to work here, things like that. They, they've never been there. Yeah, It's we, happening a lot. Well, and we, I, we signed up thousands, literally thousands of new customers. It, between the two stores um, last year, people that had never that just hadn't been in or were open an account. So it's it's amazing the the difference that we've seen. And and it doesn't matter how much space you have. There's always enough space something you can, for something. Always something yes. you can do. Agreed. Um, if you want to do <clears throat> if you want to do strawberries, strawberry pot works works great, and it only takes up about what, two squ- four square feet. Two max. by two, yeah, at the yeah. max yeah. for the largest one. And the little redwood or plastic window boxes we have are great for lettuces and 
herbs peas and all sorts of things the bush peas you can do all sorts of things in a very small space in a strawberry pot you can plant you can plant herbs in it too Mm -hmm. oh absolutely and it looks nice yeah, it's and, a it's a nice look. And actually, people were doing a lot of succulents in them too, spilling out a different pocket that's, of succulents. So it doesn't matter too. Yeah, whatever right. you want to do, you can do it. That was the other thing that surprised me um, last year was the increase in sales in cactus and succulents. It just seemed yeah. like it skyrocketed, uh, and you know, I could I could see the I could see the run on fruit trees and vegetables and things like that with people growing their own food, but. The yeah. cactus and succulent thing really surprised me. Yeah, well, they're easy to grow. So. And That's they don't true. take a lot of water. Yeah. So. And then you can pinch off pieces and share them with your neighbors. Correct, correct. Or, I, you can, or you can harvest vegetables and fruit and share them with your neighbors. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Although I did a bad thing. I, I'm now finally harvesting my tall peas, and I'm very excited about them. Um, so I was being a good, diligent gardener on Monday, and I spent my day, instead of hiking on Monday, I I mowed and cleaned. And just so you all know, the stem of a pea down at the ba- base, at the ground level, looks very much like a weed. <laughs> so be very careful in weeding around the bases of your peas because I ripped out one of my vines. It, uh, they're not happy without roots. It looks totally different than the plants so, right so, next to them. So, get exactly so what, the what's same. What's different care. between that and the other plants? It's very but, wilted, and the peas are all shriveled up. But otherwise, they're they're plants exactly the same. But you know what? It's kind of funny. I was eating a dry, shriveled pea off of the vine yesterday, and I was thinking of purity products and these other things that put all your fruits and vegetables into a tiny little capsule. It's kind of what I did naturally. I, I encapsulated it in its skin, and so I'm thinking I'm healthier today for it. As long as you're thinking it, I guess that's okay. I think there was a pause there because everyone was looking at him with, like, tilt, like, with tilted heads. Like, yes, yeah. yes. Like the uh, RCA dog. Right? Exactly. Yes. I'm. I'm <laughs> anyway, I was. That's how my lack of mind works. But that is what was. Okay, never mind. We'll move along. Well, uh, back to the strawberries. You brought up an interesting point. Uh, the, the types of strawberries. Correct. There are June-bearing uh, strawberries and, and what are called ever-bearing. And the June-bearing re- give you a relatively large crop in a relatively small amount of time. I mean, a larger crop in a relatively small amount of time. And despite the name June, it could be you know July. It just depends on your little microclimate. But it gives you a lot of fruit at once. So if you want to make jam or you're somebody that you know, you're going to put strawberries up, then you, you want June-bearing because you get a lot of fruit at once. The ever-bearing tend to give you smaller quantities over a much longer period of time, late spring and summer and, and often into fall. So those would be better for oh, walking yeah, through yeah, the yeah, you want to, to get your fruits and vegetables yes. like your peas, you could walk over and get a strawberry that's in the same I, manner. right? And so those are good for if you want, you know, five or six for the morning to throw an oatmeal, you, you want ever-bearing out there. Last year I took home some strawberries as well, and I was going to plant them and enjoy them. And I got the ever-bearing because I wanted to be able to enjoy them over a long period of time. But if they sit in their containers and don't get watered, it really doesn't They're happen. not like your onions. No, and the root mass and the foliage dried is not the same as the actual piece of fruit dried. So I didn't, I didn't eat those, and I got no benefit. Uh, but this year, this year, it's going to happen. I, I've grown them for a number of years in, in the pots, the strawberry pots, and I have them sitting on an, on an old cement bench, and they're less prone to um, insects getting up there. It works quite well. 
Have you done strawberries? Mark? I have, yeah. Do you, are you going to do some this year? Um, you know, I don't know. Container? I probably will. A container in the ground. I mean, a container in, in a strawberry pot. It's one of those things that are... The air came I on. Know. I don't know if everybody else can hear it as much as we can, but the AC came on in here. I hope that's did, the AC. I hope, yeah. <laughs> did, did, do you have a favorite strawberry? Or, uh, well, or like me? The one, like I, it, the, the one I liked the most was Albion. That's yeah. the one I picked. I, I that, got two six-packs yeah. of Albion because Brandy, so we, our customer, yeah. said after... I, the reason I did it is one of our old... Customer. She, well, she's not that old. Oh, no, no, no. Not, <laughs> maybe maybe, not maybe it's not the same person. It is. No, it is the same person. But she way overstudies and way way overthinks it. Kind of like oh, yeah. I know some people that do that too. I've, or I've been accused of. Um, and she studied for weeks to try and figure out which one. And it was Albion that she decided. That's the only reason I selected Albion. I have no so, personal. So knowledge. studying to me, the, the way I do it is by tasting. That's I like I this one. Say, yeah. I like this one. And other people's opinions matter as a starting point. Try this, but it's it's your taste. What, what do you like? That is correct. What what's the Latin version of that? I don't remember. I had a. I know. I know what it. it the English translation is: "In matters of taste, there can be no dispute." Yes, there can. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> Did you grow any strawberries, Ken? No. Are you going to? Mm. If you were going to, would you get? I'll Albion? probably take some home and kill them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> The I don't know. You know, I the the one I, I as far as strawberries is concerned, the one that I think the only one that I've ever grown is sequoias, and, and that's the far one and away yeah, the most popular. It, it is, it is. It's a larger strawberry, June bearing. Yeah, I think I think that's the only one I've ever grown. Well, I'm going to pot up my albions. I have pots. I have a couple of window boxes that are hanging on the chicken coop that I was. That's what I'm where I'm planning on planting them. We'll we'll see how that all. Or that's if a good, that, that comes that's to that's fruition. A, that's a good maybe I maybe I will. Maybe I'll get a couple of window boxes, put them out on the There we go. We're inspiring new gardeners. There, there you go. There, now we're, there's less plants for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you. Um you brought up an interesting subject the other day of uh, low water pollinators. Correct. Yeah, we um I, I if you have a lot of fruit trees and we typically talk a lot about fruit well, David and I because we have a lot of fruit trees and we like them, but uh, you need pollinators in your yard as well. And so our Wednesday wisdom was on some low water California natives that, that work well as pollinators. In fact, if on the Facebook page that we shared it on, there's a photograph of a bee covered in pollen and that's on a lemonade berry in my backyard. And lemonade berry is one of the plants that's listed as a good pollinator source of, of nectar for um, pollinators. I have a trivia question for you as a good bee attractant edible pollinator and it is the only edible member of this family of plants and it is it a proteaceae it is and would it be a macadamia nut it would be i have one of those that's the only protea type and thing the, in my yard the flower spikes are starting to come out on and it they right are now. those are gorgeous and they they're, they're fragrant. fragrant oh yeah oh i love yeah, that it's, it's but that's not sweet. a native yes. pollinator but it is blooming well i'm it was a low water pollinator it's very low water yeah yeah they produce a lot they do. I when I when I lived in Claremont, I had one in my front yard that was it was relatively low. I don't even think it was six feet tall, just a big round ball. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a pretty sure it was a Beaumont, but when it would, but it it seemed to produce more in alternate years. But the when it was when it was a good production year, you'd get a grocery bag of 
macadamia nuts off. Yeah. It was incredible how much it would produce. Mine gives a, a, a large quantity as well, but I battle rats for them. Rats Which amazes love me that they, can, that they can eat. That they they can right, because that shell is so yeah, hard. Right through yeah. it. Yeah. Like it was nothing at all. Uh, another good evergreen tree uh, that's like a native plant is the holly leaf cherry or the Catalina cherry. Do you have any of those? No, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go off native to low water pollinators. I'm not sure we're gonna do that right after the break. If you want to give us a call, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're gonna be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. To the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right now. And we're back with more garden talk here on KPRZ and KCBQ. I'm Ken Anderson, along with David Ross and Mark Mahady. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170. And George Allman. Oh, George. I forgot about George. Yeah. I'm short over here. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I couldn't I, I, see over my head. <laughs> you were hiding behind your laptop. <laughs> we're going to go out to where's, the fence. Well, where's Waldo? I don't know. What's the Kilroy? Is he yeah. the one? Kilroy side? was here. Peering, yes. o- yeah. peering over the fence. Yeah. We're going to go out to Flint Springs where Michael is waiting. Good morning, Michael. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing all right out here. We're going to probably... I got, let me tell you, I got two cherry trees, and they're one cracked already, and the other one's already cracking. The female is starting to crack. But what happened to them? What's the deal? They were doing real good. I bought them off you, and I had a real good cherry patch, and cherries came on and everything. Now this year, it's cracking and kind of dying out. What do you mean it's cracking? I, I thought you were saying uh, the flowers were, were starting to break break yeah. open, but the the bark yeah, is cracking. Yeah, the trunk is cracking. I, I would be concerned that last summer they got uh, sun scald. Usually, when you well, see that, it, that it'll be on the side of the tree that gets the most sun, and it'll be a a strip that may have gotten a little bit warm on the trees, or if they get drought stress during the the summer and the sun beats on them. It'll it'll wipe out sections of the tree. Yeah, but it's right on the trunk coming up from the ground, about six seven inches from the from the dirt up. It started cracking. That that is commonly where we will see it. If you want to email us a picture of it, be happy to take a look at it. But it is not uncommon to see that. There's also as trees. And you would know this, I would think. But as the trees grow up and the mature, the skin is going to peel and crack naturally as the the trunks expand. 
and the out, outer outer edges are going to to crack and peel off. But if it's just a small portion, um, I would guess that it's on the south or west side of the tree, and that probably is from the sun. Yes, because they got about a hundred and ten out here this summer, and then I I got a little ill. Uh, you know, I had a stroke and everything, so I'm I'm going to shut down everything. I had a good year of pomegranates. We're selling off all the gardening tools and everything today. Uh, let's see. We got a lot of oranges and tangerines and fruit trees are already starting to bloom already. Yeah, I was noticing my spicy nectoplum is in full bloom right Mine now. Mine is as and, well. And the bees yeah. have found it. Yes, they have. So so you, yes. Mike, you're the gentleman with the farm stand in the summer out in Flint Springs, but now you're going to kind of be winding down, so you're selling off the current fruits you have plus your tools and gardening accessories. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Uh, let me give you the address. We're having a sell today probably. After I get off the phone, I'll probably open the gate and sell off stuff. It's a one five five. 180 Highway 80. We're right across the street from the old uh, Flynn's Inn. And uh, it's now it's the BBQ Barbecue right across the street. We've been trying to get rid of stuff because, well, the county has given us troubles. And uh, I don't that know. That does not surprise of... me at all. 11518 Flynn, uh, Old Highway 80. Yeah, I know a yes. lot of, we've had a lot of nurseries in in San Diego County and throughout the state that have decided not to be in business anymore because the county and the state have made it um, less easy for them to do business. Do business. So sorry to hear it. Uh, you sound great for having had your stroke, so congratulations on on uh, coming back. But hopefully you'll get rid of everything you want to get rid of, and then you'll have more fruit and citrus for yourself to enjoy this year. Yes, and then uh, I got another patch out there in Boulevard, and I'm thinking of doing something out there, a little smaller, just for my personal use or something. But uh, it it was real good, you know, dealing with customers and then coming over and buying the fruit. We had a really good year on the pomegranates. You know, right now the pomegranates trees are starting to leaf out again. Yep, I was noticing that at my house as well. All righty, Mike, we yeah. wish you all the best. Thank you very much for calling, and hopefully we'll still get to hear from you this summer. Have a great Yeah, we, we've been doing this for years, and uh, my grandfather was bought stuff when you were over on Rosecrans over there. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yes, and they had. I remember going over there, and they had the stainless steel pots and everything over there, uh, right off of Rosecrans over there. Yep. All righty, Mike. Nice talking to you, Mike. Have a great weekend. Hope everything goes well for you. Okay. Hey, thank you very much. Tell the people, come on out. Everything's real cheap. Okay. Telling everything off. All righty. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Goodbye. The stainless steel pots. Well, go ahead and get the number, and then we'll talk stainless steel pots for 13 seconds. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Yeah, we had a lot of those stainless steel pots at one point in time. I don't know. My grandfather got those... um, surplus somewhere oh i thought those were the leftover soup pots from when that was the kitchen from yeah oh well that no. was my story yeah and you were sticking no, to just, it. you yeah. just ruined it no they i don't i don't remember where where he got those from but we had we had a bunch of them 
Yeah, I remember those, yes. Oh, well, to all the people I have told those were the leftover soup pots from the kitchen at General Dynamics back in the day. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> that is my, was my understanding, but that, it was incorrect. That was completely incorrect. Um, that makes for a good story, though. Really good story. Yeah, gonna, thank you. We're going to go talk to Phil in San Diego. Good morning, Phil. How are you? Good morning. Um, I have I have a uh, two hibiscus. They are planted in front of my big garden shed. They're both south-facing, and they're, they have almost identical wind access and water access. They're on drip, and I've checked the drip. But one plant looks like it could be a showroom plant, and the other has barely any green leaves, and it keeps putting out a few flowers. But they're they're night and day as far as growing. Is there something that hibiscus need, uh, either fertilizer or soil? I I have been using some organic fertilizers and keep the water. The water is steady and stable. One plant is growing beautifully, and one barely gets any green. Are, are they the same variety? Same variety, okay. planted the same year. They're about four years in the ground. They were both about eight feet tall, and they had the same condition. I cut them all down to about six foot tall and took two of the stalks out of the sort of bush. They're kind of uh, six and seven stalks coming out of the ground together. Uh, I would check for a couple of things. One would be gophers. I would look for something doing damage to one that is not being done to the other. There might be a gopher under one which would severely uh, affect it. And I would also look to make sure that the one that is not doing well wasn't planted a little too deep, that there isn't some uh, dirt over some of the stems down low that could be causing it to defoliate. Um, I would oh. I would have expected it to have killed the plant by now if that was the case. But I, I would double-check and make sure. Um, also, we've had a discussion at the nursery many times uh, that two of us could be standing within two feet of each other, and the exposure could still be, the, could still be a little bit different. A shadow could come across one side of the shed sooner than the other. Um, a tree... 30 or 40, 50 feet away could cast a shadow on one sooner than the other. And I would look for something very subtle like that, an exposure difference between the two sides that might be causing the difference. In this case, if they're both facing south, one of them is going to, you know, has, a, has morning sun, one has afternoon sun. Uh, right. And so is, is the, you know, which one is, which one looks better, the, the one on the west side or the, the east morning, side? The morning sun looks beautiful in the afternoon sun so the the one that's doing poorly it's if it's getting the same amount of water maybe it's getting enough water to survive but not enough water to thrive because it's actually getting the hotter part of the day yeah uh it it could be and everything's on timer drip it's both on the same and right, right. but if, if they but, were but doing the, so well they've been doing so well for two years but it's just since september uh, the bark on all the stalks is identical to the other one. It's just there's very few leaves pushing out, well, and what what George very few- what George is trying to to convey is that the hotter plant 
will need more right. water in the summer. And so if they're getting the same and you're not getting the same result, it is implying that the hotter one needs more water now. The longer it's in the ground, the further away from the drippers the roots have moved. And so now it's going to need to be on longer. It may not need to go on as frequently as you were doing before, but I would try watering it longer this this coming year. And this September, October, and November were extremely hot and dry. Um, right. October was was awful this year. And so it sounds like what you are describing is a plant that needs a little more water than its neighbor. Okay. I'll, I'll adjust it. I'll put another dripper on it. That should that should take care of it. Bill, thank you very okay. much. Thank you very much thank for you. the call. If you thank want to you. Give, if you want to give us a call 888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk on, here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more right after this. <laughs> Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. To the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right now. I learned my lesson well. You see, you can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Say his name twice because you shorted him. <laughs> shorted him, though. Yeah. Shorted him the last because time. Because it's so nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to circle back here real quick. <laughs> uh, to, to George Allman? No. Exactly. But I like the way you tied that in. Well done. Uh, back to the proteas. We, we actually have a really good selection of proteas right now, uh, which hasn't always been the case, but we've... We've got pincushions, we've got banksias, we've got some, we've got a couple of specimen plants. And when I was sitting there looking at this, um, there was a word that I jotted down in my notes. I couldn't figure out what it was, <laughs> but it's grevilleas. So Way to go! Oh yeah, well, we were talking about that, right? A, a lot, a lot of new grevillea hybrids. Well, are available. if you guys will let me, the grevilleas are great bee attractants, super low yeah, water. They're not California natives, but they're Australian I, natives. I agree. That do exceptionally well here, and the bees love them. They do. We and, agree on all that? Yes, we yeah. do. And yes, we do. And hummingbirds do as well. They do. And if you're a, if you're a woodworker and you want a filthy tree for your yard, um, <laughs> Grevillea robusta is actually the source of lacewood, which is a really pretty hardwood. You know, and, and Grevillea robusta, is, it's a beautiful tree. Yeah, but in the right spot. Yes. Yeah, where, where there's messy. nothing around it. They're, Correct. They're incredibly messy, 
um, and you definitely don't want to. Well, the the foliage is the foliage drop is one thing, but the sap that the that the flowers yeah the secrete is ridiculous. My, my folks have an old tree. It's been there for fifty plus years, and it's enormous and it's attractive and it's it is way out of the way. But because it's way out of the way, the debris from it has built up, and so there's a forest floor underneath it of debris. But every year, those green parrots uh, oh, really? come out to get the seeds off of them. They do the, the grevillea at one part of the year and the pecans at another time of the year. And they are loud, loud they're obnoxious, but they seem yes. to have a lot of fun in both the grevillea and the pecan trees. How, many, how big are the pecan trees that you're they're, well, the trunks are probably a foot in diameter, but they're wow. volunteers, and they they just shoot. They're probably forty feet up. Yeah, there's a oh, there's that botanical garden in Fallbrook. <laughs> Somebody told one of us reminded you last time. I don't remember the 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 <sighs> super cool place with the gates and the really neat plants inside. Yeah, I can't. But they they have a beautiful pecan tree outside the restaurant. It's huge. Myrtle it's, Creek. Myrtle. Is that it? No. No? No, that's a different one. Um, that's a botanical... And it's very nice in its own right. Right. It's, However, I, I think it's Grand Tradition or something I, something like that. I can't remember. But, well, um, you describe the tree, and then he'll find oh, the it was, it was a go- it, it, It's just a gorgeous pecan tree. I don't think I've seen one that big well, in San Diego before. Finally, well, there was a pecan, a volunteer pecan tree that was slated for demolition at my folks house and then they realized it was a pecan tree and not one of the golden rain trees and so the pecan tree is going to be kept but finally my father has consented to getting rid of some of the dozens of volunteer colruterias on the property that just make that's such an awful mess they're they're such beautiful trees they are beautiful trees (laughs) but i had (laughs) a little messy wherever they'd volunteer he'd let them grow i had a volunteer on um in my backyard, from right, I have a big circular planter in the backyard, and I had a had a really nice coratari in that for years. But then it got it got borers, and it wiped it out. So we took it out. But there were there were <laughs> volunteers growing all over the place, and we had a big one growing right on the fence line between my house and the neighbor's house. <clears throat> and one fall, we had a we had a pretty big Santa Ana come through. I think I filled. I think I filled three 33-gallon trash cans full of wow. leaves and full of leaves and uh, dead flowers off of that thing, and I and I still didn't get it all. It was it, it the patio had about six to eight inches of dead coleraria foliage. On it, it. Every week, yeah, through fall and winter, my folks have four of the big green, the ones that they pick up automatically. And this week, in addition to those four, there were six regular cans still sitting in the yard, filled with debris from the colruterias, waiting for the trash cans to be emptied or the greens cans to be emptied so they could refill them. But I, I had a conversation many years ago with my dad about maybe we should take some of these out, and I will never forget his response. David, you of all people should be an advocate for trees and not want to chop them down. Okay. So there's lots of them, and now they're coming coming down. They're filling the pool with debris and yeah, the yard. Can I circle mess. back to the botanical garden circle in Fallbrook? Back. Yes, yes. It, it's uh, grand tradition, is it? But it, I didn't look it up as a as a uh, botanical garden because it's an estate and garden. It's as a wedding venue place. Yes, okay, it was established yeah. as a wedding venue. That's the place. Yeah. No, it's it's 
beautiful. I mean, if you if if you want to if you want a day trip uh, for for a weekend or something like that, go up and check it out. It is it is a spectacular place, absolutely spectacular. If you want to continue a grand tradition, or if you want to start a grand tradition, the grand tradition in Fallbrook is your place. Wow, how's that? Are you on the payroll? No, that was well done. Yeah, thank you. I don't think I can't remember if I mentioned it last week or not, or maybe it was last week that we did it. Um, Melly and I were going to go. We were going to go out and go for a hike. So we went up to. Um, it was on a Sunday, so we about about twelve thirty or one o'clock, something like that. So we went up to Blue Sky Preserve. Can't park. You could no. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah. what we did was we kept going west a little bit to old did, co- to old coach. And, and did you a, circle back? No, we didn't circle back. Okay. Uh, there's a there's a there's a parking lot uh, just off of Old Coach Road. Um, and then Old Coach Trail starts across the street from the parking lot. It goes down and wraps around Madaris, and it actually ends at a point that overlooks um, San Pasqual. We didn't go all the way, but there was nobody there. I mean, it was com- it was completely completely empty. I think we passed two or three people, but but Blue Sky was insane. Blue Sky was the the hike that I went on in a late. Or early autumn with the bobcat, yeah. the little kitten that followed yeah. me the entirety of the hike up towards the dam. Nothing but blue skies. Like, that's, that's, a a night, pretty... that's a that's a hike. It, it's it's a little aggressive at the end. That that the black yeah. top up to the dam itself is. You know, if you're if you're old and out of shape, which I'm not. I am old, but I'm not out of shape. Well, uh, it's tough. Old old coach was a was an was an outstanding alternative for us. And you get you you wind your way through some you wind your way through some of the estates. The, that surround the that surround the golf course, and then you have a view out over the Madaris Golf Course. Um, it's not too it's not too aggressive as far as um, grade is concerned. Uh, it 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 was really nice. It was really really nice. I would uh, I would highly recommend Old Coach Trail. You know, you say you're not old, or you, you are. Know, old, I am old, but I just had a Facebook thing come up with a picture of you behind a microphone in another studio four years ago, and. You looked very, very young there, and you do look old. You look more mature now. You look almost like an adult now. Oh, I'm getting there. <laughs> the pandemic's been hard on him. It's been tough. Yeah, <laughs> takes yeah. its toll. It takes its toll on all of us. Yeah. Oh, the, well, I don't even know how we got off the subject of native pollinators. Pro, oh, no, Proteus. <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah, we got it, we we we, wander, we get man. phone calls from them all year, but this is typically the time we will when we can get them. So again, it's another thing that. I mean, you, Get them now, but we, we don't get, get the actual like we don't get a lot of like king proteas. We Correct. typically get the but lucodendrons and the lucospermums. We, 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 we do have one. We, yeah, we, we had one. a we had a couple of standard king proteas, and we had Minis. a couple of dwarf. Yeah. Is that right. what's blooming? The little dwarf one. The big one. The big ones had buds on them. I can't remember if the dwarf ones did. Can we? Not. Can we call them that? <laughs> what dwarf? Yeah. Yeah, I okay. think so. It's a plant. Yeah. It's okay. I think so. Just making sure. It's not gonna. It's not gonna come and attack you. So, so, go, go ahead. I don't know where I, to go from there. I, uh, I think we should just go. Yeah. Uh, well, we have to talk for 20 more seconds. You've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will be back here next Saturday with another hour of Garden Talk. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. 
Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery.